Shall we please take the word of God from Exodus chapter 33, from verse 10, okay. Exodus 33, from verse 10 to 23. Exodus 33, from verse 10 to 23. Shall I please ask you to stand while we read the word of God? Please, let's give honor to God. If you can, please be on your feet because today's word is about God's presence in worship. Shall we go? And when all the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance of the tent, all the people would rise up and worship, each at his tent door. Thus the Lord used to speak to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. When Moses turned again into the camp, his assistant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man would not depart from the tent. Verse 12, Moses said to the Lord, See, you say to me, bring up this people, but you have not let me know whom you would send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found favor in my sight. Now therefore, if I have found favor in your sight, please show me now your ways, that I may know you in order to find favor in your sight. Consider too that this nation is your people. And he said, my presence will go with you and I'll give you rest. My presence will go with you and I'll give you rest. And he said to him, if your presence will not go with me, do not bring us from here. For how shall it be known that I have found favor in your sight? I and your people, is it not in your going with us so that we are distinct, I and your people, from every other people on the faith of the earth? 17. And Moses said to the Lord, this very thing that you have spoken, I will do. For you have found favor in my sight, and I know you by name. Moses said, please show me your glory. And he said, I'll make all my goodness pass before you, and I'll proclaim before you my name, the Lord. And I will be gracious to whom I'll be gracious, and I'll show mercy on whom I'll show mercy. 20. But he said, you cannot see my face, for man shall not see me and live. And, and the Lord said, behold, there is a place by me where you shall stand on the rock. And while my glory passes by, I'll put you in the cleft of the rock. And I'll cover you with my hand until I have passed by, 23. Then I will take away my hand and you shall see my back. 
but my face shall not be seen. Then I will take away my hand, and you shall see my back, but my face shall not be seen. Amen. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah. Today the Lord has prepared a special vessel to bless our hearts with his word. The topic is God's presence in worship. God's presence in worship. And uh, that will be our own campus pastor, Reverend Kingsley Kwesi. Shall we give a hand to the Lord for the life of our campus pastor? Let's give it up unto the Lord. Let's share a word of prayer. Father, thank you this morning for the privilege of sharing your word with my fathers and mothers, my brothers and sisters in this service. And I'm asking, oh God, that they will hear your voice. I, I pray that I will be decreased and that you will increase. You will take the noise from me and give them your voice. The clarity will come even as we start the year in worship, in praise, in adoration that our lives will align to your purposes. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. So this morning, I'm sharing on a very exciting topic for me. I think, if I'm not mistaken, 2018, I preached something similar. And I think that's where I got some of the songs also done by Benny back then about God's presence or taking God's presence with you to the people. But this is God's presence in worship. So I will do what I usually do. Preacher, if we can go a little fast. Yes, the annual theme, for those of us who missed last Sunday, is unshakable faith. Unshakable faith. For the whole year, it's, it's an unshakable faith. And our first quarter is about praising the unshakable God. And today my focus will be God's presence in worship. God's presence in worship. I'll be preaching with Pastor Fah. Help me with the time, man, eh? because I'm very passionate about this topic. I still want to stay within my 30 minutes of preaching. So I will go through my four piece. I will propose, and I will find the purpose of the topic and how we can uh, be aware of God's presence in worship and the outcome, the product of God's presence in our worship and your response. Can we remind ourselves of our three C's? Can we shout it together, if you can see, to exalt God and worship, that's our mission. I call that to celebrate and grow towards Christian maturity. That will not change no matter the theme for the year. We will grow towards Christian maturity and then we will reach out. Please say it like it's your mission. This is Calvary Baptist Church mission. That is why the church exists. That's why you pass other churches to come here. When we lose the mission, we've lost it. This is our vision. Can we all shout it together? A vibrant congregation. Some are vibrant congregations, but they are not impacting the world with the gospel. They are impacting the world with philosophies of men. They are impacting the world with six steps to be rich in God's kingdom. They are impacting the world with another gospel, which Paul says that whoever comes, even if it is me, it should be a curse. Let's reflect quickly. So anytime I'm preaching, I give you a point of reflection. Just to think through it, okay? So today, I'm asking you to think, how do you see God in 2020? And there are two responses people are going to have this year in everything that is going to happen to them. Two responses. The red one, in fact, is the same test. 
I saw this somewhere. I don't know who wrote first, but it caught my attention when I was reflecting on the message this morning. And it's God is nowhere. That's how people are going to see when the crisis comes in the marriage. It's that God is nowhere to be found in this, my marriage. God is nowhere in my business as I'm struggling. God is nowhere in my health. That's a response you can comfortably choose. But I am asking you to see God in 2020 as God is now 2022. Yes, thank you. God is where? Now here. See, it's the same words. It's just about where the emphasis is. And I'm, I'm picking a background story for reflection from Jacob. We will not read that. So Jacob had taken a blessing from his brother or from the father, which was meant for Esau. And now the mother says, go to your uncle's place. He set off and he gets, Bible said, to a certain place. He wasn't sure where the place was. It was night, he was tired, and he slept. Then he had a dream. And he saw that where he was was a gateway to heaven. Angels ascending and descending. And Bible says he wakes up and he says, this is God's house, Beth Ethel. God is here. God is now here. At the time he got there, he thought there was nothing there. And that is how sometimes it will look for you in this year, 2022. Things are going to happen and you will think that God has literally abandoned his role for your family. That God is not the God of this nation. That God, in fact, is not in charge of our world. But I came to announce to you, it depends on how you see God in action. It is either God is nowhere for you, but God is now here. Today, as I preach, I'm asking that you will come to cultivate the awareness of God's presence in worship. That's really where I'm all about. God is omnipresence. We always say that he is everywhere. It is attribute of being everywhere at once. So sometimes when even we think this place God cannot be there, God is there by his omnipresence. He knows what is going on by his omniscience. Bible says that he is God who knows all things. He is omnipresent even when we do not experience his presence. He's here even if we do not recognize him. God's manifest presence is that he being here with us make clear and convincing without any shadow of doubt. That is where we see the manifest presence of God. So God's presence is everywhere, yet we don't know until he chooses to reveal us to us. The revealed presence of God is what makes our worship meaningful. If you come to a place of worship and you don't see God, you don't feel God, you don't hear from God, you may be worshiping something else. But you need to cultivate the awareness that God is here before you can give him worship. And that's what happened to Jacob. So can we go on, preacher? Let, let's go on. Those who do not know their God cannot worship him. There is a song, I think a tree song. It's, it's, it's the way how sometimes people sing it. And I know sometimes they sing without the understanding. So it's a But if you don't understand it, you said, No. Hello? 
doing little chi here. But those who encounter him cannot but respond in worship in spirit and in truth. If you come to have an experience with God, your whole being will turn into worship. The glory of God, it, it has such a weight that when you encounter it, you cannot but worship. So uh, uh, in this book, I like to quote John Piper a lot. He, he has an interesting thought about worship. And he says, worship must be vital and real in the heart. And worship must rest on the true perception of God. If we do not know who God is, it's difficult to give him worship. If you find anybody who cannot worship God, who cannot come to church, who you've been trying to reach out through evangelism, it's because they haven't come to a place to know who God is. So worship is the goal of missions. Worship is the goal of evangelism. Evangelism or mission exists. One more time. Let me say this. I didn't say it first. And I agree with John Piper. Because worship doesn't exist. While we go out to reach out to people. While we talk to our friends and our family. About coming to church or knowing God. Or serving God. It's because of worship. So evangelism is only important because worship doesn't exist for people. So we go to tell them of how great our God is. So seeking the worship of the nation is fueled by the joy of our own worship. There is no way you can evangelize if you don't have worship in your heart. People say they struggle to talk about God to people. It's because their worship is tainted. Anybody who struggles with evangelism are losing a daily encounter with Jesus. If you meet this God, you want to talk about him. He says, you cannot commend what you don't cherish. How many of you have gone to the salon that the hairdresser didn't do your hair well and you tell all your friends to go there? We know that happy customers refer many other customers. But dissatisfied customers, in fact, will tell more people, please avoid this place. Oh. Don't eat this watch. The way I run, that's what you're going to do. So what is God's presence? My first P, proposition. In this text we read, that's why I asked Dickens Caffrey to help me from verse 10. Right from verse 10, you see that it was a pillar of cloud. That was God's presence. So immediately Moses entered into the tent, a place to which he wants to engage God. Bible said the pillar of cloud come. Earlier with Moses, in Exodus chapter 3, it was the burning bush. He's been passing that bush for long. He was, as a shepherd, walking around there until God's manifest presence came over a tree that was burning, but literally it was not being consumed. And that's where God's manifest presence came. For Solomon, it was the glory that came in the temple. The priest could not serve and go through the routines of worship because God's presence had come. For the Levite, the presence of the Lord is their special possession, according to Deuteronomy 10, verse 9. So what is God's presence? In the New Testament, Jesus is the revealed presence. He is the totality of God revealed to us. For us today is the manifestation of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer. And in the age to come, God's presence will be the ultimate blessing. For believers will see him face to face. We read in verse 23 of Exodus 33, God says you cannot see me face to face. But in the years to come, we will be able to see God face to face. For believers will see him. That's what 1 John 3, 2 says. The way we look, we don't look like, but when we see him, we shall be like him. His immediate presence will render a temple unnecessary. That is why in Revelation 21, there's no need of temple in heaven. Because really, you don't need. He is there and you are having an encounter with him. Hallelujah. 
What is God's presence? It is the anticipation of this presence that should motivate every one of us to be faithful and holy. Give a faithful and a holy service in this present age because we want to see God. Hallelujah. I know people come to church for different reasons so that they could get protection from their uh, enemies. Some come because they want good marriage. Some come because they are motivation words that helps them to do business. But ultimately, it's about looking like Christ that one day we shall be like him. Amen. So why are we talking about God's presence today? Why? Why do we need God's presence in worship? Verse 14 and 16 of Exodus 33 attempted to answer that. So the Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. I like what the New Living Translation put it. It says, and everything will be fine for you. Hello? Why do we need God's presence in worship? When God's presence is with us, Bible says that then we can actually know that he's with us and that everything, first he will give you rest and everything will be fine. When I read that in my Bible, I was kind of impressed. Wow. God says when he gives you rest, everything will be fine. Come on, to him. Why? In 2022, as we encounter God's presence in our worship, in our service, in our day-to-day -day work, everything will be fine. Tell yourself, everything will be fine. Amen. It says, how will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else would distinguish me and your people from other people in the face of the earth? They were leaving Egypt, but they were not going to a free area. They were land occupied with seven kinds of enemies. The Canaanite, the Hittite, the Jebusite. You can keep mentioning them. All the tides were there. And it says God's presence is the differentiator. It is the distinguisher. It's the real deal in the worship lifestyle. Without God's presence, you cannot be set apart and be different from the rest of the people. If you are just like everybody in your office, there is nothing special about you. If you are practicing law like everybody is doing law, you need God's presence in the way you practice law, in the way you do your surveying, in the way you preach, in the way you live your life, in the way you raise the children. It is that which will set you apart. That's why we need God's presence in worship. And let me remind again, worship is a lifestyle. Anything we do that pleases God is worship. So if we sing to please God is worship. If we cook to please God is worship. If we wear clothes, that brings Glory to God is worship. Anything we do, the way we raise our children is worship. Worship is a lifestyle. It's not only what we do on Sunday. It's what we do every day. Amen? The way you are staying healthy like Dickin James and myself are working on ourselves to lose weight is worship. Amen? Oh, today when we greet, Pastor Kinsey said we are doing well. We are losing weight. And the next seven days is we are fasting and praying. We will lose more weight. Amen. I hope you are joining us for the Ghana Baptist Convention. The fasting starts tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yes. We will be praying and fasting. We will give you details as the kids come for the announcement. But take note. When we miss his presence. You see why? When we miss God's presence, our worship is tainted and is tarnished by pretense. When God is not the focus of the worship, it's a showmanship. And you just display his performance. So I'm asking, without God's presence, the church service become a charade. It is almost like something we have to do and we are going through the motions and the routines of worship. Prayer becomes performance. Hello? 
When God's presence is not there, the prayer you can pray three hours is a mere performance. Hey, 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 hey. When God's presence in the hey, it's just you dancing around. You need the presence of God. You saw that video that was trending for 31st night. <laughs> Maybe some of you don't watch TikTok. You know, I'm talking to the young people. You saw the 31st night. I'm telling you, if God's presence, no, I'm not saying if you pray that is wrong. I'm saying if God's presence is absent, you can somersault. You can jump high. Nothing. Hello? So a fasting will turn to a religious show of how pious you are. We are doing 100 days of fasting. If God's presence is not in the 100 days, it's just a starvation polished in religious clothes. Hello? So do you want to be a star or a saint in 2022? Do you want to be a celebrity or you want to be a Christian? Do you want to be justified or you want to be dignified? So two people went to the temple in Luke chapter 18. There was a man, a Pharisee. He said, Lord, you know, I fast twice a week and I give the tenths of all I do. Lord, I try to get it right with you. Jesus shared this story, actually. And then there was a man who came. Bible says he was a tax collector. He, was, he felt was sinful. He needed grace. He was totally dependent on God. He said, Lord... You know I'm a sinner. I don't even deserve to have a conversation with you. But I've come. Have mercy. Bible says, which of these two left justified? That's what Jesus asked. Do you want to be dignified like a Pharisee or you want to be justified like a tax collector who has come to the Lord? That's a question you must ask in worship in the year 2022. I have finished with my whys. Can I go to the process? So how do we cultivate the awareness. You can't cultivate God's presence. So I'm choosing my words well. The awareness. God's, you, you can't do anything to bring God's presence. He shows himself by himself. But he can be there and you will know like Jacob. He's, and the Lord was here and I did not know. And many of us, whatever you are dealing with, it is the Lord. That's why you could even handle it. And you still have your sanity. You no, know, sometimes we feel like we are going through a lot. And so why is the church asking us to still bring tight? You no, know, life is very hard these days. The taxes... And the things are hard. But you see, sometimes we forget that even the ability to be able to work to make that little, which you call little, there was God in it. But maybe you do not know. So how do we cultivate the awareness? God says, because you ask, I will do. This is verse 17 and 18 of Exodus 33. Moses asked the Lord that I need your presence. Look, how do you get this presence? You need to ask the Lord because it may be right where it is hard. Remember, if you take your time to read Exodus 33, verse 1 to 6, it was no good. Uh, preacher, can you help me with verse 2 of Exodus 33? I didn't have enough time, so I said I wouldn't do a full, um, like, uh, trying to do test by test teaching, expository preaching. I won't have. Verse 2, Exodus 33. The Lord was not happy with the people. You know what has happened in 32? When you go home and take time and read scripture, it's nice to read and discover things for yourself. But Bible says the people were stiff naked. God says, I am not interested. So I will send an angel. I will not go with you. An angel I will send and I will drive out the Canaanite for you. Verse 3, what does it say? Unto a land flowing with milk and honey. Aha, uh -huh, for I will not go up in the midst of you, for you are what? A stiff naked people. God was not happy with them. Like many of us, God is not happy by the way we live our lives. And Moses was worried that if God is going to leave him alone to do this work with an angel, 
Either his own anger will destroy the people or the people will destroy him. He knew it. So he said, Lord, I can't handle this year. These people, the Lord said a lot of things from one to six. Moses looked and said, no. God, where we have gotten to, you can't send an angel. It won't work. I need you. I need your presence. Look, I don't know whether you've been in a situation where you know you don't need a pastor. In fact, you don't need a prophet. All you need is God. He said, God, baby, do it here. She said, wow. It is God who must come. Moses acknowledged that it was a tough season. It was a difficult journey. And if God does not come through, it won't work. So he asks, let your presence go with me. This year, will you ask God presence to lead you in every aspect? No, I know you know your work. Some of you have worked for 20 years. You know the nuances of the work. Uh, Mr. Cry, you, you've done a lot of good work. But will you still ask God, would God come with some new ways of doing what you already know how to do it? It says, in all your ways, acknowledge him. Do not depend on your own understanding. This year, will you say, I'm not depending on my own understanding? Maybe you've been exporting things. The terrain has changed. COVID has forced new rules. But beyond that, will you ask God to show you? That's what we're talking about. Thank you, preacher. If you look for his presence, you will see him. So in reality, God is already present. It is we who need to be awakened to God's presence through prayer and waiting. So for example, you take this week as your fasting time. And it's a Lord... I'm taking these five days and seeking your face. Or I'm taking these three days. Or I'm going to make it my weekly time that I will spend a day with you. And all I'm doing is that like some of you do on Sunday. You don't eat when you're coming to church. After church, you still take time to pray because you are seeking the Lord for the week. And you're asking God, will you guide me this week? Will your presence be tangible in the things I'm doing? And in Jeremiah 29, is there a way to project it? There's something there that I think I want to draw your attention quickly as I try to wrap up. Thank you so much for the timekeeper. A few minutes to wrap up. So, I want us to look at what Jeremiah said. We always quote verse 11, beginning of the year. I think many of you have quoted it already. I know the thoughts I have for you. The plans of good, not of evil. To give you a hope and an expected end, a future, right? But beyond that, that's verse 11, verse 12. So, we quote 11, but we don't quote 12. I don't know why. But 11 is popular. Most churches are using it a, a good end. But 12 has something to offer to 11. Then you shall call upon me. Because God has a plan for you, it's not automatic, it's going to work until you make an effort to call upon him. Hello, this, this year, can you say Wednesday I'll come for a prayer meeting? This year, make it like every Wednesday. I know I'm a busy CEO. I know the traffic is bad. But I'm going to make time to come and call upon him. And I will call with other believers. Even if I can't make it, I will join online. I will make the effort to spend time in prayer. He said, you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. This is how you cultivate God's presence. Though. It is not automatic. So sometimes I feel bad for the people who go to see prophets, and they get a strong prophetic word. Some are very genuine, get me right. Some are genuine prophets. Some are fake, and we know them. But sometimes, whether it's a fake or genuine, the word automatically doesn't work. Hello? Until you work the word. This is how you work it. So verse 11 is a prophetic word. I know the plans I have for you. I have great plans for you. It shall be well with you 2022. Life is going to be better. Your business will increase. Your children will do well. We can do all that proclamation. But it's in the details. Verse 12. In those days when you pray, I will listen. It is not 
not automatic to have a prophetic year for the year that this year is my year of double, year of increase. You will finish 31st and Charlie, nothing change. Like some of you say, some have had, we are reaching a generation where people are losing faith in the prophetic ministry because there have been many prophecies over their lives in the last five, ten years, nothing happened. They were not fake prophets. You didn't understand the word of prophecy and you did nothing about it. Hello? Today I'm giving you some clues. If verse 11 has meant a lot to you, look at verse 12, 13, and 14. Can we go on? In those days when you pray, verse 13, if you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. Some of us will look for the Lord half-heartedly. Like I always tell people, the problem of every situation we do, or someone will say the heart of every problem is a problem in our heart. The things that goes down in here. If you are seeking the Lord and you are doing it, today I'll be an usher. Today I'll go for prayer warriors. There'll be some meetings I'll go, some I won't go. Tight, I'll pay January because it's the voting time. February, March, no tight. Wholeheartedly. You will find me. Verse 14, I'm finishing. I'll be fine by you, says the Lord. I will end your captivity and restore your fortunes. I will gather you out of the nations where I sent you and I will bring you home again to your own land. So verse 11 was a prophetic message. But 11, 12, 13, 14, you work it. Seek the Lord. This year, seek the Lord. Make efforts seek. Don't pay any pastor. Don't pay any prophet to fast for you. Fast for yourself. Pray for yourself. Pray with the family. Pray for your children. Hello? People can stand with you to pray with you, but don't abandon your... You know, God doesn't have grandchildren. Though I may call uh, Mrs., uh, sorry, Reverend Dr. Dorabote like a mother, me go to God as a child, she goes to God as a child. Have you thought about it? That to all of us here, even though some of you may be fathers, grandfathers, your children call God Father, you too, you call God Father. It just tells you that we all have access. Can I, can I finish my message? So Psalm 15 gives you a whole. I, I will skip this because I put it in a note for those who want to seek the Lord. There's a way to go around it. I won't spend time yet. The outcome, I'm finishing on my last P. What comes out when God's presence is in our worship? We can see that in verse 19, Exodus 33. So I, I've been faithful to the test. From verse 10, verse 14, verse 17, I've come to verse 19. He said, God's goodness will be with you. You see, when he says, I will make all my goodness pass, I think many of us lack of the original text. We don't understand. So I tried to do a lot of reading around it to understand what was God actually meaning. See, if you really come close to God, one of the attributes you see really about him that God is good. I know we say it. It's almost like a cliche. Pastor Brian used to say that a lot. Anytime he mounts the pulpit back in the days, he said, God is good. Oh, some of you have not been coherent. God is good and all the time it is not something to be taken for granted see it is out of God's goodness is justice come out of God's goodness is righteousness proceed out of God's goodness is holiness comfort God is so intrinsically good that you can't find any evil in him and when God says, I will cause my goodness to pass over you, think about it that is why Romans 8.28 can be a Bible verse some of you have forgotten. He said, and we know that all things, 
even the bad things happening to you right now. By the time it comes close to God's, and God's goodness passes over your bad things, it becomes good. That's what it means. He said, I will cause all my goodness. Some of you like reading, go search that particular test in different commentaries. You find about God's goodness. In fact, in 2022, I think I can confidently say by prophesying with my eyes open, those of you like prophecies, with my eyes open, that God will cause his goodness to do what? To pass over you. Amen. Oh, the prophecy people didn't come to church today. <laughs> it says, in God's name. Sometimes we take names for granted, right? But some of you have been in corporate environment and understand that some names can open doors. Names means a lot. A good name we say is better than riches. It says me, I will make my name, the Yahweh name. I will cause it to be for you. You are missing the Dino or the Bemau. This is what it does. It said, if you look at verse 19, four things that I saw there. It says, and my mercy will come and my compassion will come. But, but think about these things. That when we come into God's presence in worship and we do it genuinely and he causes his goodness to come. And then he causes his name to be for us. Let me tell you what mercy does. In Psalm 23 verse, I think verse 6, right? It says, and goodness and mercies. This is what one of the commentaries says. That God's goodness abounds all the time. But sometimes because of our sinfulness, because we make mistakes, because we sin, because we go off, we feel like his goodness will not reach us. So in that instance, literally he pours his mercy. Hello? So when you are living right, his goodness abounds. But just in case you go off, like many of us do, including me, just in case you, you, you go off, Bible says that I will cause my mercy to come to those I choose to come. Hello? We are not consumed because of his mercy. Because sometimes you know you are just off. Like some of us. And what's in the bar? We forget tight. Three months and you are tight. But you are God still takes care of you. Hello? I said, yeah, me aid ya won't chaba. Tijenry de wa winim school fees. Me bow tight in the mobusia. But yeah, me boa February me de beba. Me de beba. That's God's mercy. As far as your heart is right with God, by the time you're redeeming in February, God has already brought the blessing of the January on you. It's out of his mercy. There are a lot of things we receive we do not qualify for. You see, mercy is supposed to be for us when punishment is due us. We should have had the wrath of God. We should have had something bad happening. And the mercy says, no. Mercy says no. God's compassion. These are the outcomes. And uh, I, I saw in the test. But as I was preparing, the Lord gave me another understanding from Psalm 16. And I think I would attempt to finish there. How many seconds do I have? More? Two minutes? One minute? Thank you. So I'm finishing at Psalm 16. Can I go to my last slide? So these four things. Take note that this year it is your goodness, God's name, God's mercy, God's compassion. Psalm 16 verse 8, it says you will not be shaken. It, those who come into God's presence in worship say you will not be shaken because he's right beside you. Your heart is glad. Your body will rest in safety. He said you will not die nor rot in corruption or in grave. And the last one, I think that was last one. No, last two. God will show you a way of life. These are all in the Bible. He says if you come into his presence, say he will grant you the joy in his presence. And there will be pleasures of living with him forever. In 2022, 
No matter what you hear in the news, no matter what happens in parliament, no matter what is happening on the borders, what you hear in the airwave concerning COVID, concerning businesses, concerning your children, please think about these things. That God says he will be with you. Can I go over that before I ask for the response? It says that he will show you a way of life. There is a way, see, there's a way that seemed right unto a man, but the end is death. But there's a way of life, which when you take, even though it's a less traveled way, God himself will give you an abundant life. Bible says he will grant you joy. Look, there are people struggling right now because of what is happening in the world. You can lose your job, but you can't lose your joy. Immediately joy leaves your life. Depression sets in. Some of you become, or people become suicidal. And they think life is not worth living. So there is a joy of salvation. There is a joy we have in his presence. And it does not depend on what is happening around us. That joy is from the Lord. Amen? But it comes from his presence. The presence gives us his joy. And last of all, and they are pleasures. I know sometimes we think the world has more pleasures than being a believer. And sometimes we have our unbelieving friends tell us that we are losing out a lot because we are not boozing with them. We are not sleeping with every woman we find. We are not smoking. We are not jumping to any music. And we are just morose, unhappy because we come to church. Our hymns are boring. Our lives are not. No. If you, anybody who has really spent time with God, the kind of experience and the joy you have, no alcohol can give. No woman can give. No money can give. Look, it's because we don't make time to spend time in his presence. We are quick in our day-to-day -day lives. Many of us, quiet time has become a routine. Whilst you are driving is where you put the audio Bible, and then the traffic and the people who cross you distract you from reading the Bible or even listening. And you pray, Lord, I've entered the office. Please take over. You know Psalm 23. Amen. This kind of prayer and this kind of attitude, how can you really have the joy in his presence? This year, let's make some change. So what is your response? Thank you, preacher. What's your response? So I want to bow our heads now. It's 921. I'm, I'm wrapping up here with the response. What are your fears for a new year? How will you worship God in 2022? Will you pursue God like Jacob or Moses? And Jacob says, and the Lord is here, and I do not know. And Moses said, Lord, show me your presence. Show me your glorious presence. This year, I wish that you would never step out of the house without praying a prayer like this. God, as I go to this office, as I go for this business meeting, even as I'm coming to church, even as I'm going, taking my child to school, Lord, show me your presence. It, it will make all the difference. Walk with the presence of God. Can we bow our heads in prayer? Think about the word of the Lord. Presence. Show me your presence. I don't know what you fear in this year. I don't know what worries you, what keeps you at night. Is it the child? Is it the childlessness? Is it the business? Is it a money for a project? In this presence, you will find a joy. He says, I will cause all my goodness. Maybe the Lord has not been that good to you. But when God's goodness passes over you, every need is met. Look, needs that are unreasonable, the Lord has a way of meeting them. Impossible situations literally melt in his presence. He is the God of all flesh. There is nothing too hard for him. Will you talk with God this morning?
Moses. Respond by your own way. Say, Lord, help me cultivate the awareness of your presence. Father, let me find a need to be in your presence each day. When the distractions are coming, when the phone calls are coming at 4 or 5 a.m., switch the phone off if you're in prayer. Let's go. someone invited you to church today or we came by yourself that today this year I want to find a church but you do not have a relationship with Jesus we want to invite you today to start a personal relationship with Jesus to cultivate the awareness of his presence maybe it was the Lord himself guiding you to here we are asking you wherever you are will you stand with us that the presence of the Lord will come and overtake you and be with you second stanza God is here. We feel His presence. If His call, sacred and we need. Yes, Lord, we need. Lord, let your grace, your mercy, your goodness. We're still making the call. Maybe you're already a Christian, but you want to be a member of the church. We invite you to take a stand to belong. Maybe you're already a Christian, but you have not been baptized. You're looking for a church to be baptized so you can fellowship with them. We welcome you to take a stand. Maybe you have just come and said, Pastor, I want to know more of God. This year, I want to be coming to church. Wherever you are, stand and let's pray with you as you start the journey. Test stanza. God is here.
doors are open. This is my last request. Who can take the last stanza? Wherever you are, whatever you are dealing with, the church is open for everyone. If you are not a member of the church, we welcome you to join by taking a stand, right literally where you are, by standing. If you have not been baptized, we can help you take you through a baptismal class and get you understanding and baptize you. If you do not have Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you need him. You need Jesus in your life. You need the presence of God in you. Jesus in your heart is the very presence of God in you. Will you let Jesus come into your heart today? That's my last appeal for today. Wherever you are, you can stand. And we'll pray with you. Last time. senior pastor the new senior pastor process God willing 23rd of January two weeks from now is election we are praying that every process being put in place every plan methods it would go well pray for our deacons pray for the electoral commission pray for the entire process say God have your way over this will you open your mouth and pray that God will guide his presence will be in this thing that at the end, our vote will reflect what God is saying to the church. That the will of God will be done. Ultimately, His will. Father, we need your presence over the church, over the process of senior pastor election or voting. Father, guide all the questions we have, the answers we need, and have your way, Lord. Lord, I pray for the COVID-19 vaccination happening after service. That, Lord, it will be well with us. If even there is something not right with the vaccine, we ask the blood into the vaccine. That it really will do the work it was meant to be. To protect and not to harm. To secure and not to expose us. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Oh, put your hands together for Jesus.